The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a I Am Not an Animal episode of Radioactive Metal. I know that probably wasn't very PC. If you know, you know. I, I don't know if I know. Like, I know because I'm not an animal. I Like, I know that line. Yeah. From The yeah. Elephant Man. Oh, I don't know if I've ever seen that movie. You never? Well, I haven't seen The Elephant Man since I was a kid. Okay, but that's that's kind of where it came from. The most I remember is that Michael Jackson had the remains. Yes, that's a big thing. Uh, Which is weird. Uh, yeah, this is episode 775, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Cult Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com. Calm. Head out there, check out the coffee. They have a special collaboration coming up. Damn it. What was Ooh. it? I think I saw it on Instagram. Do you remember? Mm, was it no. the candle? No. This is great, great really radio nice. here. You think yeah. I would have this uh, ready? <laughs> Let's see here. TRVE. There it is. There we are. Okay. okay. What's oh it's already sold out. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, so but this it was is awesome a collaboration have. with Mortis Official. Ooh. And they were doing a crazy cool candle. There are only 12 available and they were gone. Uh, right. And this is why I tell you get on the manly list, follow them on Instagram. You're gonna miss out on cool stuff like this. You know, if you're not following them, because there's always just something cool, right? Mm-hmm. Always something mm-hmm. cool. On. Does, it doesn't matter, you know, what time of year. There's always something they're brewing up. So, you know, head out there at the minimum, get on the mailing list so you don't miss out on stuff. Pick up some great coffee. Subscribe because when you subscribe, not only do you get great coffee, but you also get music every month. What mm-hmm. is better than fresh coffee and fresh music every month? Oh, I have had so many Saturday nights where I'm just sitting in the living room, got the tunes on, got the true Cavalts going, and 
Yeah, it always makes for a great time. It's another yeah, Saturday for sure, night, for sure. and he ain't got yeah. nobody. But you could have True Cult Coffee. <laughs> T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Possess yourself a cup today. What's going on, Snowman? Well, with myself, yeah, I do have the True Cavalt going right now in my awesome um, Amityville horror mug uh, with the with 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 a with a picture of the house and an axe for a handle on the side. It's really the neatest thing. I should I should post a picture up on uh, on the radioactive metal Facebooks with it. So yeah, and once again, it's. It was another long, hard Monday at my Clark Kent job. And then to top it off, okay, it has been so mild. We have had such a mild winter here. Like, the scientists are freaking out, okay, because they know the end of the world is coming because it's <laughs> because it's been so nice for winter in Winnipeg. Well, this morning... It came rushing back. It snowed like a mother humper. And even after Mrs. Snowy picked me up and brought me after after we got home to sit down to do this, I had to plug the car back in, you know, like because we hadn't had it plugged in for a while because we had no real reason. Nobody who has not grown up in a cold climate is going to understand what you're talking about. They're going to think you have an electric car. Oh yeah. Okay. No, no, no. It's too, um, like, okay. When it gets, when it gets cold, okay. Your car gets cold and that affects starting it up in the morning. So like you, you have an extension cord and it's connected to something into the car I love that you don't know. I love that I know. you really don't know what you're putting on there. Like, does your car come with something in there because it's Canadian? Like, yeah, well, yeah, it comes with an extension. Like, it it, it comes with a cord that hangs out at the front, out at the front. And that's and then, that's it's like just built into Canadian cars, is what yes, you're saying. Yes. Okay, that's where you and I were like like not gelling here because. Where I grew up, you had to get your shop light, you put it in there, you know, you know, the, the work light, you put it under the hood, throw the blanket over to keep the wind down, all that sort of stuff, you know. And I'm like, what do you mean you just plug in the car? Like, what in the world are you talking about? I didn't realize that Canadian cars are actually built like that. So that that's totally different. Now I want to buy a car from Canada just so I can <laughs> plug it in. Well, I don't know if it's it might be yeah okay these cars are going up to canada or to the prairies you know like i'm sure there's people that in vancouver and in nova scotia although this year has been really bad there i'm sure they've never like what what do you mean you plugged your car in that doesn't make any sense you know but where 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 i live where it gets 40 below you know, yeah, you got to plug your car in. And yeah, I never really understood the exactly what I was doing. It was just part of the li- of life. You know, winter time, it's cold. You better plug the car in. You got to sc- scrape the ice off the windshield in the morning, you know, or or brush the snow off of uh, off 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 the car and all See- that. It's. My grandfather really enjoyed how things work. 
Okay. You, you ever just know those guys that just figure stuff out? They just see something and they just get it. Mm-hmm. That was my grandfather, right? The tinkerers. Yeah. Like he took welding and shop class and then just went from there and could always weld. And he was in the Navy and, you know, just knew how to do stuff. You know, I remember my car broke down once and I said, this is what happened right before it died. Everybody else is making up all these things. He's like, nah, it's your timing belt. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, your timing belt broke. That's what happened. And he was right. You know, I gave him a quick description over the phone. He had people looking at the car, couldn't figure it out. People who were mechanics (laughs) were struggling. No, it's got to be this. No, it's got to be this. He's like, nah, man, it's your timing belt. You know, he he just knows, you know, that was, that was just him. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, not only did he understand that, but he would explain that stuff. He'd be like, okay, we're putting this here because what happens when it gets cold out is the chemical reaction, the batteries slow down. So if it gets too slow, you know, like these, these, these chemicals can, um, I I don't think battery acid can necessarily freeze, but what the particles slow down so much that you don't get the current that you need to get the jump. And so that's why you got to keep a little bit of heat on the battery. That sounded like Charlie Brown's teacher. Like, okay. And like, like you said, this is stuff I should know, but because it's, it's, it's auto mechanics and all I that. can't and wait till my buddy, John from Geneva hears this episode and the text I get, because like every every episode, you know, I'll get some text about something we talked about and it starts a discussion with us. But I can't wait because I know he's going to know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. You know, when him and I were in college, um, I'm pretty sure we both had stories about spinning around on the turnpike on our way to college and then, you know, still going to class. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Snowy, whatever. <clears throat> But yeah, it's just like you live in a cold climate. You just do those things, man. I understand that. Yeah, I hear you. You just, it's almost muscle movement. Yeah. The best way to learn how to drive in Winnipeg is do it in the winter. Yeah. You are not going to find a better driver than Mrs. Snowy. Like, she's absolutely amazing. And she's not in the room. She doesn't hear this. Okay, I have 110% faith in her driving in every in every climate. It's a lot of these other fuckers on the road, though, that just, oh, okay. You, you know how, you know, someone almost hits you, so you lay the horn down and, you know, you say every foul word in the dictionary. Well, there is at the person. That's Mrs. Snowy, but she's always in the right, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> get your head out of your ass and then drive, you know, <laughs> to paraphrase Julia Stiles. I was just going to say, I'm like, you yeah. just quoted 10 things uh, well, I hate yeah, about she, you, didn't yeah, you? She, she actually said, remove head, head from, from sphincter, sphincter then, then drive. drive. Yes. Yeah, I didn't want to rip her off. Totally, but then I realized, you know what? Aaron will know that experience. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, love that movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mrs. Purdy, the um, the guidance counselor. Uh, I'm sure you'll find this the same as your other schools. <laughs> same smart ass shit for brains anywhere else. 
Mm-hmm. Heinous bitch is the term used most often. <laughs> yes, I just love her character. It's fantastic. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, before we get rocking and rolling yeah. and start and strolling here, um, this isn't necessarily house house cleaning here, but there's a couple things that I do want to throw out. Um, it's spring training in uh, for Major League Baseball down in Florida. Oh, already? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's Rock going on. on. The Toronto Blue Jays have already played three games. One of the games was, I was at work. I didn't catch it, but I caught the score, okay? And I just thought maybe I would tell you that the Blue Jays beat the Pittsburgh Pirates today. Just Dude, wanted to tell you that. That's <laughs> like saying... Um, <laughs> You know, some professional team beat a high school team. Like, yeah, <laughs> shocker. No, the Pirates lost a baseball game? What? They did. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Something a little more important to you, though. Yeah. Okay. This weekend. Okay. As I was out and about, I was reminded that free comic book day is coming up and this is it one is. of this is one of our special days there's halloween there's record store day there's free comic day okay there's opening day for the winnipeg gold eyes here our minor league baseball team and there's may the 4th okay now free comic book day is always the first Saturday of the year. <sighs> this year. You mean the first Saturday okay. of May? The first, the first Saturday, Saturday of, of the May. year would have been in January. Yeah, sorry, sorry, yes. Free Comic Book Day is always the first Saturday in May. And God damn it! Ah! It's May 4th. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. Ah, we're losing a day! But are we? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't like having your birthday on Christmas, and trust me, I know. <laughs> or two days after Christmas. like <laughs> This is like saying, hey, it's Cinco de Mayo and 420. You know what I mean? All at the same time, like it's extra parties. There's going to be, I mean, I'm sure the 501st will be out in full force. At every free comic book day. The 504s. No, oh. the, 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 five, the 501st Legion. Oh my goodness, you don't know, you guys no, don't have that I, up there? No, what is that? Oh, it's like the big Stormtrooper um, cosplay club. Oh, okay. The 501st Legion. It's, it's all... I honestly didn't realize that was just a States thing. I honestly I, thought that was worldwide. Oh, yeah, okay. the, the 501st... They, it's they show up. They were at our comic con this weekend. Um, ah. They always show up for for Star Wars Day. You know they bring in their R two D two and all that sort of stuff. It just everything in the like, full stormtrooper, you know regalia uniforms. Like they're going to be everywhere. Right. Well, maybe that's kind of maybe I got to talk to the good folks at Galaxy Comics. Okay, and Galaxy say, hey, Comics, May Galaxy the Fourth. I feel like 4th? I feel like you've got something brewing here, dude. Free for the you know May the Fourth, free 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 comic book day. Maybe they should uh, do 
something to to acknowledge that. I'm going to have a chat with them. Like I see them every Saturday morning. Okay, well, maybe we're going to have a chat with them and say, hey, what are you going to do about this? Because this is pissing me off. And, you know, <laughs> so, yeah, maybe if they could incorporate, you know, May the 4th with free comic book day and make the best of it. Well, and, like, and like you said, maybe it's just a real kick-ass day and I can, I'll make a party of it. I don't know. I Think don't about know. the amount of Star Wars comics there are. Oh, and having uh-huh. Free Comic Book Day intersect with May the Fourth, which you know Disney plays up like crazy. They lean heavy into that, dude. I feel like this is the potential for this one to be the best Free Comic Book Day yet. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. And of course, you know the the very next episode after May Fourth, I'm sure will be. All over that, you and your son will be there for free comic book day and hoping. all that. I know. I'm looking forward I to record store day. We got to talk about that list yet. Oh yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, so we definitely have a lot going on. So let's get on with this episode because the topic at hand is something that probably for different reasons are both you know near and dear to our metal hearts so um for the good folks at a true cobalt coffee let's get on with this episode's mandatory metal but before we kind of get into that as our regular listeners know um my local corporate rock station Okay, they have their mandatory metal, okay, every weekday at five. As my shift is starting to to wind down, they play a metal song. Okay, and okay, you would think a special segment requires a special song, and a lot of times they do. Tonight, though, okay, their special song was System of a Down's Chop Suey. Hmm. Okay, now System, great band, mandatory metal. Okay, Chop Suey is a fantastic song, but they play it in their regular programming. Okay, so I'm going about my business and I'm pissing and moaning and cursing and kicking shit around and all that because I take this shit personally because I need psychiatric care. Okay, so. So, so right after that, it was just like the DJ said, okay, this is pissing Snowy off. So we better follow it up with something. Yeah, yeah, rats round and round right after that. Okay, that's the mandatory metal song, okay? Because that's not a song that they play all the time in their regular rotation and, uh, and all that. So, yeah, that was... Probably the highlight of my day so far, all the way up until I got on here with you, and we're rocking and rolling now. Uh, so, so for all right, sorry about that. So for our mandatory metal, the original mandatory metal, um, horns up to Soul Cellar Records, who uh, managed to sign the amazing Blood Blood Red Throne, and. Their latest record, Nonagom, 
is now available. So once again, for the good folks at True Cobalt Coffee, this is Blood Red Throne with Split Tongue Sermon. What a great title that is.
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Hey, dude. I got some of the Fireball whiskey going, making shots in my uh, glass Canadian titty shot glass. Did you say, did you yeah. say Canadian titties? Titty, yes, yes. So I've used the shot glass on the show before. It's just a, it's a, it's it's one of those tourist things. Oh, okay. okay. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a shot glass. It says Canada on the bottom, and in the middle there's two titties covered in uh, maple leaf uh, bikini tops. It's my titty shot glass. I mean, that's about as Canadian as you can get. The, the only other thing that can make it more Canadian <laughs> is if we had the bottom with like a moose fur bikini bottom. <laughs> yes, you are absolutely right. And then an antler so. hat. <laughs> so you can say, nice yeah. rack. Nice rack, for sure. Exactly. For sure. All right. Yeah. So, so I go, oh, no, sorry. Yeah. I, got, um, I got some fireball going. Okay, to pick yeah. the mug for the whiskey though, I'm like, okay, what's I don't have a I don't have a kiss mug. I really should get one. The closest that I had was my Motley Crew mug because it was Kiss that put Motley Crew on the map, basically. Like eight hundred other bands as well. So yeah, I'm wrong. I thought you were gonna go with the Doc McGee connection, but okay. Oh yeah, there's that too. There's that too. And that dude is an episode all in itself. Yeah. Yeah, that's a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, sorry, what's going on with you? Okay. Do you remember a while ago where, you know, and, and I, I joke about this, I feel, quite often, where, you know, for as open-minded as the world is, that it's still okay to hate musicians and metalheads. Like, if you're going to hate somebody, hate a metalhead, that's okay. Right. You know, so I have a friend. And this friend is bisexual, polyamorous relationship. Oh, you know, shit. Um, has a bonus kid, we'll say, from another relationship that's not her biological child. Um, mm -hmm. but so she has her biological child and she has a bonus kid that's trans and you name it. Oh, Wiccan. Um, see, man, what else? Hey, I have to know this person. Oh, oh, trust me. When you're here, we will all meet up because you know, oh, please, you'll, you'll love her. Please. Yeah. Right. So we're, we're, we're texting. And we we had we'd fallen out of touch. Um, and I think that this is the same friend that I told you texted me to tell me she took her daughter to um, to uh, Cannibal Corpse and was in the pit. You know. Oh, okay. And, and I took her to her first pit, so you know it was full circle at this point. So, um, so she sends me this text. She's like, "Hey, you need to laugh at this exchange between me and my daughter." I'm like, "Okay." And it's like, yeah, I have a new boyfriend. Does he play guitar? Well, no, I told you, no guitar players. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I play guitar. Well, she's like, yeah, but all guitar players are narcissists. I'm like, I play guitar. <laughs> I consider you yeah. a bass player. I'm like, I play guitar. What? Are, no, you're a bass what? player. I'm like, what is your deal? I'm like, you, 
who is so open-minded about every single thing. No, I hate guitar players. Really? I, and, and so, of course, I would let up. Like, I'm, I'm in the studio later. I take a picture of my hand on a piano. I'm like, oh, is this okay? Because she even said, unless the guy plays piano, this is not okay. You know, okay. so I, so I take a picture of my hand on the piano. I'm like, oh, look, good boy. Then I t- t- take a picture of me playing the guitar. I'm like, oh, now I'm a bad boy. You know, so we've just been joking back and forth. But oh, yeah. it just, oh, I love this girl, right? But it is. But I told her, I'm like, I'm like, you just proved my point. I said, I talk about this all the time. You can't hate anybody unless they're a fucking guitar player. Then it's fine. <laughs> oh, you play guitar? You're 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 a dick. Get out of here. Yeah. So, uh, wow. Yeah, I had to share the story. But yeah, dude, you'd love her. You'd love oh, her. She, she's a hoot and holler. You know, uh-huh. absolutely great time. Um, but I digress. This weekend was the Captain's Comics Expo. Mm-hmm. This is my son and I's favorite time of the year. We have so much fun. Uh, we got there for open this year, and we stayed to almost close on the first day. Wow. Right on. And went back for a second day, which we never do. We always just get a one-day pass. Mm-hmm. And we ended up going back for a second day this year. Um, man, it was so much fun. It, it was just so much fun. We we saw so many cool things. Um, my son's huge into the Five Nights at Freddy's. On Sunday, he saw people in great, because it was like, that's the cosplay costume contest day, so to speak. Okay. And so he... Um, he he saw a bunch of people dress as the different Five Nights at Freddy's characters. The one costume was just solid. Like, it looked really good. Mm-hmm. You know? And, I mean, the cosplay stuff's always fun. Because, I mean, there, there are people in costume both days. Um, we On the first day, there is a group of women. And I, I just walked in, turned the corner. And I'm like, holy shit, I just walked into Pixie Hollow. Okay. It, they... I, I haven't seen Tinkerbell done that well since being at the Disney parks. Wow. It was like she drove, just drove up from Orlando for our convention. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> it was amazing. Um, and then I picked up some Lego minifigures. Mm-hmm. I was checking them out. And there are three in particular I picked up that I knew you would love. One, in the horror section. You know, they have various things, Jason, Leatherface, that sort of stuff. The usual suspects. Yes. But I picked up one Elvira, Mistress of the Night. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Had to get the Elvira one. And then, you know, I'm looking around because my son's checking out all these different mini mini Legos and stuff. And I happen to look at the Spider-Man ones. I'm like, oh, look at that. They got stuff from the Spider-Verse. Oh, there's Spider-Ham. And then I saw two different spider punks. Excellent. And I have them both. <laughs> I guess that it was in our last episode where, no, maybe it was the one before that where I said, like, that's my favorite version of Spider-Man, obviously. Uh, yeah. Spider-Punk. Uh, like, I honestly would have liked him better if he wasn't um, based on the Sex Pistols. If he was more based on the Ramones, more the New York punk. Right, because I I personally feel that that even fits with the Spider-Man character better. 
Oh yeah, from New York. Yeah, you know, yeah. But I, mm. I will, I will still say that I, Miles Morales is my favorite Spider-Man since the original Peter Parker. Okay. Like I think, oh, fair enough. Yeah. I think Miles, Miles just nails Spider-Man on mm-hmm. on all the key points for me. All the key points, man. Absolutely love them. But right. Yeah. So there's that, and then <clears throat> there's you know there's always artists at these things, right? And so mm-hmm. we're always checking out the different artists, walk around, checking things out. And, you know, each year I will find something. Um, I got my daughter uh, some really cool axolotl sketches last year. She has hanging in her room. My son got some Sonic the Hedgehog art last year. This year, we we're wandering around and there's a Disney artist there, James Mulligan. I believe he's the art director for Disney. Um really does fantastic work. He had a painting of the haunted mansion. Ooh. And it's the it's the California Disneyland haunted mansion. But then in front are the three grim grinning ghosts, the hitchhiking ghosts. Okay. Um and I was walking and I'm like, oh what's the price? And he told me, I'm like, oh <laughs> that's not what I want to uh-huh. spend on a, on a, on a picture. Like I, I, you know, never spend that kind of money on art, you know? And so then I have a buddy that we, you know, we used to work at the same company and, but he's always helped out at these, like, like he you know, knows the owner and stuff. And so I knew he was there. I'm like, I turned to myself, I'm like, we need to go find Derek. And so, um, Derek's one who introduced me to Dr. Who. Okay. All right. Did I and I told that story about Bob Dylan goes to Hogwarts? I think. No. No. Okay. Well, you have to. Remind, well, we'll we'll come back to that one. Okay. But so, I hope to Derek. I'm like, dude, talk to me about this guy and this art, and we start talking. And then uh, the owner of the comic shop and the guy who's putting on the show, he had to be here. He said, no, no, he can tell you more. So they're giving me the skinny. I'm like, oh, so that's actually a really good price for that. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. Like you don't understand what you're getting, because I, because I'd walk by the booth twice, talk to the guy twice, keep eyeing that that piece, because it just struck me, right? <laughs> just absolutely struck me. Uh-huh. And I walk up, and there's another lady who's about to buy it, or who sounds Ooh. like she's going to buy it. Right. He sees me, and I point to it. I'm like, I want that. And he's like, Well, ma'am, I'm sorry, this one is not for sale right now. Um, he's, he's like, this, this gentleman had been here twice now. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sitting across from me is this, um, this is fantastic painting of the haunted mansion that I cannot wait to hang up in this room. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that, that's the thing about the cons. You see something right away that's like super expensive and it's like, ah, oh, I can't drop that much right now because, there's probably like 800 other things, you know, that we're going to want to pick up as well. And that's even before you actually look at the damn comics, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. So you kind of got to hold off and hope it's there when, you know, as you're walking out, you know, that it's the same thing with the record cons as well. You see that really nice record, you know, it's like, ah. Uh, Okay, let me check everything else out and all that. 
And as you're walking out, you hit that original booth and oh, it's still there. Yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, which we have another record con coming up in uh, March. So, yeah, looking forward to that. So it's going to be awesome, dude. Yeah. 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 So what else? What else went on? That's it, man. That was my weekend. It was hanging at the con. I mean, there's there's always just so many fun things at the con. You know. Of course, of course, yeah. It's far and away one of our favorite things to do. Um, for myself, okay, now I know we've gone through this with past co-hosts and all that where I've said, yeah, I don't really have much, but as, like, for a metal fix, but as it turned out, you know, it was actually more than I was kind of anticipating, and then you guys give me flack, you know, good-natured ribbing, forward and all that but straight up um this this time around i really don't have much because up here in canada the uh the scotties tournament was going on all week do you know what the scotties is that's the little dogs uh, the little <laughs> black dogs that have the little mustache and they uh, always wear plaid oh uh, now, the Scotties is a curling tournament, a national female women's curling tournament. Oh, how much do they put on the bar? Like, like you got people that like curl like 300 pounds, something like that? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Actually, like to be a really good curler, you need strength to be sweeping all the time and all that. I don't know how familiar you are with, oh, with yeah. curling, but yeah. yeah like, like for real, so all the jokes I'm making, curling is our favorite Olympic sport. And okay. I can't even believe that we just sit there and watch it because I'm like, it's just somebody throwing a rock down the ice. But but just watching them sweep and how they move, like there's there's so much more going on there uh-huh. that than meets the eye. Oh yeah, and there's strategy, and there's you know sometimes it's the it's the it's it's the luck of the draw, and sometimes literally and figuratively, and yeah, it's just that that tournament. Okay, and the World Juniors in hockey; those are the two. The those those two are the Super Bowl for us, you know, up 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 here, at least in in Snowy Manor. So, yeah, and the tournament was fantastic. Um, from Winnipeg, from a Winnipeg rink, Jennifer Jones, the skip. This is she was like the Wayne Gretzky of Winnipeg. Uh, of 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 Canadian curling, and this is going to be her last Scotty. She's going to be retiring soon. So she went all the way to the finals and basically lost out on like the last rock, you know. And I was literally on the edge of my seat. Okay, <laughs> you know, I understand like people, you know, on the surface might think, okay, this is kind of a boring sport, but. No, no, when there's lots of rocks in play and all that, and the money's on the line, shall we say, it's it gets the heart racing, just, just like any other sport. So, yeah, that's a big thing in Snowy Manor. So, yeah, everything kind of got a little pushed to the side. But I did kind of want to mention um, I was messing around on uh, YouTube and I found a really cool, just a quick 30-minute documentary called Vinyl Revolution. 
5K, and it focuses on record shops in the Toronto area. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they have they had some people from within the industry, artists, and all that, and various different shop owners and all that. And it's just it's just a quick it's a quick viewing. And I highly recommend it. I just, I love these docs, you know, seeing these other people getting excited about their vinyl and, and selling it and, you know, playing it. And, and, you know, a lot of the times, a lot of the talking heads will reiterate stuff that we've said on the show more than once, you know, you have to hold it. It's got to be that, that tangible thing it's got the the artwork the liner notes it's got this that and it's just i never get tired of that okay so well, as soon as that was done i you know another one popped up called records collecting dust like oh okay i'll check this out i, I get about yeah i got about five minutes into this okay and i'm watching it on one of my you know devices not not on the big screen tv um so it's like what about five minutes in it's like i've seen this i'm pretty sure so i go to the tv i go to tubi sure enough oh okay so what i did i wasn't i wasn't about to turn it off even though i had already seen it since it was on a mobile device you know, I was bouncing around the house doing, you know, kind of doing this and that while listening to it. And that's a great way to do things as well. Like for, for something like this, when it's when it's a doc, when it when 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 it when it's a documentary and it's just it's just people talking, you don't necessarily need the visual for it. It's a great way of multitasking, shall we say. You know, I cleaned up my kitchen, did the dishes while listening to this awesome doc. And I got to do that more often. Are you familiar with um, the Canadian sitcom Corner Gas? No. Okay. Well, it's this amazing sitcom. Okay. It's, it only went about six seasons. And it's all it's about no Rick life. Green. No, it's not Rick Green. No. No. Dude, I love Rick Green. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Um, no, it's just, and it's about life in small town Saskatchewan. Okay. Which obviously okay. I, I can relate to that. And, uh, when they had a whole whack of episodes on YouTube, which have now been taken down. Okay. We were actually listening to, instead of watching it, we were listening to the sitcom. Because it worked so well, just the oral version, you know? And uh, it was just like old-time TV or old-time radio. You know, you know, Flash Gordon and the Lone Ranger and only the Shadow knows. Well, Corner Gas, it worked so well like that as well. So if you ever want to check that out, which I really think everyone listening, you know, I'm sure... Our, all our Canadian listeners would be more than familiar with 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 Corner Gas. It's definitely, yeah, all of them, all, all, all three of them. Yeah, it's uh, it's really well recommended. Like in people internationally that want to see like a flavor of small town Canada. 
It's on so. Freebie, so I have to see if I can find that. Oh, okay. Now, okay. Red Green, is that still a thing up there? I mean, I know the show is stopped. Or, or, or Yeah, I back. think he's still doing the stand-up. Okay. But, I mean, you know what I'm talking about with Red Green, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, that's, that is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my life. That is Canadiana right there. Well, not only see, and and that that's why I'm telling you, like where I grew up, I relate to all that so much. <laughs> like, I I I really feel that that there where I grew up has more in common with Canada than you think. Oh, okay. Because well, right just all that humor, dude. It, just the duct tape, all of it. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is my life. <laughs> I can relate to this. Uh, all, every single bit of it, yeah. Ah. Uh, okay, well, a really cool record that came across my desk. We'll get to some tunes here. Um, the awesome horror rock, horror metal type, whatever you want to say, um, Blood Opera, their debut record songs in the key of death and this is you know it's got that it's got that horror rock vibe that you'd get like with bands like the creep show with a little bit of misfits and it's just it's a complete package record and as i was given this a spin it's like this is an early contender for my rammy award okay all of the songs basically are based on you know movies classic horror movies like the like maniac the original maniac gates of hell the fly remake killer clowns from outer space and there's the the guests okay you know doing voiceovers on these various songs include tony todd michael berryman and linnea quigley no yeah yeah that's cool yeah special music guest morgan lander from kitty and maurizio garini from goblin as well oh wow dude yeah if you can score someone from goblin on your horror rock album yeah that's saying something that is saying something it's a fantastic record and we're going to get into it right now um of course, the song I had to go with was this was um, special guest Morgan Lander and a voiceover from Linnea Quigley, her part as Trash from Return of the Living Dead. You know, the zombies. Oh, yeah. Live. That's okay. so cool, dude. You're, you're going to hear it in the song. This is Blood Opera from Songs in the Key of Death with Feeding Frenzy.
The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Brocast podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Brocast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots.
Their first record in 40 years. How apropos, you know, considering like last episode and what we're going to be talking soon. The last time Heavy Load released a record was 40 years ago. And they're back with a killer new record, Riders of the Ancient Storm. That was Ride the Night. And before that, that was Finnish Death Metalers decrowned their wicked record, Persona Non Grata. I don't know. Yeah, I think Exodus kind of beat them to that title, but we'll give decrowned the benefit of the doubt that was a mouth leaks black great stuff great stuff go out there and uh, when you're out and about this uh this this weekend picking up tunes grab one of those records great stuff great stuff speaking about great records okay last episode okay which was a marathon we were on the other side of three hours, but we had a stack of wax and we had a lot of shit to talk about because we were talking about 1984. Oh, yeah. Because it's the 40th anniversary of that amazing year. And as we were doing the album segment, we were both blown away. It's like, okay, I knew 1984 had all of these great albums. But it was just one after another, okay, to the point where we said throughout this year, okay, and we started it all off with uh, Venom's Welcome to Hell, just because you wanted to really get into that record. Well, I think for this year, for the remainder of 2024, any album deep dives we do should be from 1984 because they're all celebrating that 40 years. And I think it was really apropos that we kick it off with Kisses Animal Lies. Like this was a record that you wanted to do and I thought about it for a millisecond and said, yeah, okay, because this is a record that has meaning for the both of us. Okay. But probably different reasons, but still sort of within ballpark. So why is Animalize so important to you? Well, this is almost my welcome to hell record. Okay. Right. And, and it is because this is the album with the single Heaven's on Fire. Mm-hmm. And this is what, makes me pick up a guitar right Uh this is why i start playing this is when i'm like what you can play more than trombone and piano and i can't play piano very well that's a whole other story um but it it, it, this was you know john from iron city rocks comes over and he's playing this single i've never heard anything like this this is amazing i mean this is back when you had the radio you had cassette tapes Occasionally you had eight tracks, but you know, you had your records and we just put the 45 on repeat. Right. We kept playing it over and over and over again. And I just fell in love with it. I'm like, I got to play guitar. I've got to get this record. I've got to hear more. And so, yeah, 
this this album is a really really big deal for me because by the end of this year I will hear it and then that means that next year in 2025 um my base that my main base my Fender Precision is turning 40 because you know I would have picked up a guitar sucked a guitar already moved to bass <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history Ah, you know, so and and it's crazy to think that this is coming up on forty years since I started playing around with guitars and basses and stuff. You know, and it was because of this record. Yeah. Wow, wow. For me, this was my first unmasked Kiss album. Like I know, lick it up. No. What was the first album? Okay, because Creatures of the Look Creatures of the Night. So that was the first unmasked album. Was Lick It Up? Yeah. Uh, okay. Un- Lick It Up was the the first one without makeup. Right. Creatures. They still had makeup. Yes. Yes, I remember. The makeup. sound was changing, the but they still had makeup. Right. Right. Um. But this was the first Kiss album that I had. Okay. Once again on cassette. Okay, and I'm sure I still got the cassette buried in snow, the snowy vault somewhere. But just this past year, I finally found a uh, vinyl copy of it, as I mentioned on a metal fix at some point late last late late last year. But this was the first because I never had lick it up. Okay, I had one of the songs on a compilation album and all that, but. This was the first, like, unmasked, okay? And this was actually the first Kiss album that I picked up after going metal full-time. Like, I had Kiss albums as a kid, you know, Dressed dress to Kill, Rock and Roll Over, the first record, okay? Um, I Love It Loud, okay, was one of my favorite tracks. And to this day, it's still one of my my favorite song so i was a kiss fan but it was one of the you know one of the handful of you know quote unquote metal bands acdc the runaways def leppard van halen you know that i was a fan of before going metal and punk full-time so this was that sweet spot 1984 and that was my first uh Kiss album as we entered that that phase of my life. So that's my why this record means so much to me. And of course, yeah, Heaven's on Fire. That that was the single. That was the song that me and my friends like we kind of gravitated to first. And there was just so many and there's so many great tracks on this record that you're gonna want to that you're gonna get to. But yeah, I remember just hanging out with the boom box with the ghetto blaster cranking this album and like screaming out loud heavens on fire and, and all that as, as you did when you were a rowdy raucous teenager and all that. Um, it's a, it's, it's a great party album, but it's so much more as well. Yeah. You know, so what, uh, going to turn it over to you this is this is your yours your segment and i can't wait to get into it 
Well, so it's interesting to me that you were a Kiss fan, but you had an older brother, right? right. So you were already a Kiss fan. I knew nothing about Kiss until this record. Okay. Like, not even Rock and Roll Night. Nothing. Uh, okay. And this was where it starts. This is where I start going down the deep dive. I'm like, holy cow, what's this? And then Kiss ends up being my first concert with the Asylum Tour, you know? Ah. So there's just so much is going on with this. Um, so let's start with the first first track here, opening track. I've had enough. Out of the cold and into the fire. Into the fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it's, it's a great opening track. It does. It does. Yeah. It's it sets the pace. It lets you know. Okay, this is Kiss, but okay, they're coming out all guns blazing. Yeah. Yeah, and then right in that the second track is Heaven's on Fire, the mm-hmm. lead single. You know, which I think everybody knows at this point. But the third track, one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> and I I really think it, it is it, it, it's a sleeper track that they haven't played live. I don't know if they played it live in a while. Burn yeah. bitch burn. Burn bitch burn. Yeah, like like but what you're saying like Heaven's on Fire, I think that's the only track from this album that they still do live. Like, it's the only one that has... Because when you have that extensive back catalog, you could have one album full of, you know, nine awesome tracks, but, you know, you can't do everything. I'm trying to think if they've done Under the Gun or Thrills in the Night lately. Well, I... Don't know for sure. Because those, but... those two, I feel, well, and because I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, oh, I think those two were in the sets for a while, at least up through the 90s. Um, but then as I say that out loud, I've watched um, Kiss Animalize live so many times, <laughs> you know, and Heaven's on Fire, Under the Gun, Thrills in the Night, um, I think those are the those are the only three on there. Okay. I, th- I think. I don't think "Lonely as the Hunter" is on there. Um. Yeah, but anyway, I man, I'd love to hear him play "Burn, Bitch, Burn." Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that song. Yeah, it's one of my favorite on this record too. And it's even the harmonies, you know, that "Burn, Bitch, Burn," <laughs> woo, woo, you know, just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're just signature kiss things. It's just so damn cool. It was a party song for sure. Right. All right, and this is all side one. So, what like what else jumps out to you here on side one? Uh side one, yeah, like 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 you said, that was it's it, it's a great way to start. Burn, bitch, burn as well is. Um, is is definitely a uh, standout track. So those 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 are definitely my favorites. Like it starts off really strong. You know, like there's not a bum track on it, but yeah, first first side one, those those first three is are the standouts for me. Yeah. Oh, did I lose you? Oh, no, you no, no, no. So I pulled up a set list for um, for 1986. 
Okay. From Kiss because that was the Asylum tour. And so, you know, you brought up a great point about, oh, yeah, I think Heavens on Fire is the only song. And, man, I think you're right. Yeah, like for today. Yeah. Yeah, I I really think you're dead on here. So, and like, hang on, let's let's see here. So, 87. 87 had Bang Bang You, because this is all... Uh, th- th- this is all the Crazy Nights record now, right? Um, mm-hmm. Of course, all, yeah, Heaven's on Fire. You're still playing War Machine. All right, 88. I think that's when I saw Crazy Nights. Yeah, same set list. Tears, tears are falling, rock and roll night. Tears are falling always seems to make it. I would love to see uh, All Night in a set list again. And I don't care how mm-hmm. immature anybody thinks that makes me. <laughs> Hey, you know, at the end of the day, there's no right and wrong here. Like, Okay, so let's see here. All right, so in 1990, and this would have been the Hot in the Shade tour, they started playing Fits Like a Glove again live. Okay. Now that's Lick It Up. And, but you're right, dude. Uh, good call. Heaven's on Fire is really uh, the just... only one. Yeah, I just kind of picked that up just off the interwebs, just, just kind of pissing around. And something somewhere said that Heaven's on Fire is the only song that has survived on their their set list today and all that. And that kind of didn't surprise me. Like I said, extensive back catalog. And it's just, it's one hell of a song. And I think it can stand, you know, the test of time. And I and I think it has every once in a while, like on my corporate rock station, not on the mandatory metal, just regular programming. That song will come on. That's the only song that they'll play. And like all work stops, you know, for that four minutes when that song is on. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, and I'm with you. So. I am now, dude. You've really got me thinking about this. So, <laughs> I, I, I've I've honestly no, never thought about this until Monday. right now, right? Okay. But let's let's go back to November 1984, um, because or no, it was December 84, wasn't it? Okay, so hang on here. I am looking for when they play Cobo Hall and record. Here it is, December December 8th, dude. That's the same day. Well, not the same year, but that's John Lennon. That's John Lennon was shot that oh, day. Oh, yeah. The okay. same with Dimebag. Wow. Yeah. And I just find it interesting. I'm like, that's a lot of musical things from my life happening on the same day here. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Kiss at Cobo Hall. And so it's a totally different set list than these other ones. And what? they put they put more from... Um, they put more from Animalize here. But when I was looking at other... Let's see here. Let's go... <laughs> to, let's look at their... Now, there's nobody here. Hang on. Okay, we'll look at Terre Haute. Let's see here. Fits like a glove. Creatures Terre Haute, in, Indiana, Indiana, right? Indiana, right. Oh, you're, you <laughs> are good with your... Dude, the only... Really, the only show... Where they do more animalize is the Cobo Hall show in Detroit. Yeah, 
Yeah, that they recorded for MTV for the Animalized Live concert, you know, that I have on VHS. Okay. But that's crazy. Like, those songs work so well. Okay, so, all right. So, side one ends up, we um, after Burn, Bitch, Burn, Get All You Can Take, Lonely as the Hunter. And then, um, side two opens with Under the Gun. What an mm-hmm. opener. That's a strong track, too. Oh, yeah. And it's what a way to open the second side, you know. And they play that at the Cobo Hall gig that was recorded for, um, uh, help me, man, for, for, the, for the MTV thing. And it's, it's such a great live track. Because that's the one that's like, um, it stops in the middle. Because when I go through her. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's like a hot knife through butter. Just, just the whole way they do that. That's, that's, that's very kiss lyrics. Oh, it is. It is. But but just even the way it goes live, I'm swearing to you, I have heard that live more than just that. But I also have watched that video and just listened to it so many times. It's not even funny. Man. <laughs> what? That's, it's really got, got me thinking about it. It's just, just right. wow. Okay, so yeah. Under the Gun, but then Thrills in the Night, that's another great song. That's, that, was the, that was the the second single off of this record. And I really think it, in just in terms of the singles, yeah. okay, this song is so underrated. I agree, like, dude. It's 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 a fantastic track, and it's it's kind of it's it's not really Kiss, but it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it works so well, and like like I said, I had I had this on cassette years ago. Went many years without really hearing it. Found it on vinyl when I got to that song. And everything just comes rushing back. And it's like, oh, this is why I love that song so much as a teen. And now it's back in my life, <laughs> shall, shall we say. It, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's it's so good, right? And, okay, so then we've got, um, honestly, the last two tracks, I, I can barely recall even. While the City Sleeps, I feel like I mm-hmm. feel like. I could probably sing that one if I had to. And then right. Murder in High Heels. That's obviously a Gene song. Right. Title alone, it's a Gene song. Very so, hair metal. Mark St. John is the guitarist on this album. And I the remember one and only album. record of his, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he barely made the tour, right? Like he, he played a couple dates in November, but by the December 8th show, Bruce Kulik is on full time. And... What what what's funny? What I um because I, I was talking to Rock about this, and I said I've always wanted to sit down with Bruce Kulick and talk about this particular time. I, I want to okay. talk about just those few days leading up to the MTV taping, because you know, and I mean, it, it's one of those things where Bruce and Bob Kulick, right. stellar guitar players, period, mm-hmm. right. They cut their teeth playing with Meatloaf on the road, right? Meatloaf is kind of like Ozzy in the fact that if you're playing in Meatloaf's band, 
you're basically God level on your instrument, right? Like you have to be the best for what's going on. If, if you're playing with meatloaf, same with, same with Ozzy, like, you know, Ozzy doesn't have any crappy players. Um, so I think Bruce and Bob both played on this record. Okay. Also, no, no, it was just Bruce. Bruce did the guitar solo on Lonely as the Hunter and Murder in High Heels. Um, but I think, I don't know if Bruce worked with Paul or Gene on their solo albums in the 70s. I know Bob did. Right. Right. But the thing I want to talk about is, so, you know he's a great player and he's just absolutely fantastic. But when you see him in the Animalize, in the Animalize live, you know, video, he just looks the part. He just completely fits in with the rest of the band. Better than Mark St. John ever did, right? If you look at any, any of the photo shoots from Mark St. John, he just didn't look rock and roll. Uh, well, I got, and I'm showing it to you. I got, I'm holding it up now. I'm showing yeah. everyone. Uh, yeah, on the back of the vinyl, there's that big picture, you know, with the, the, mm -hmm. the, with the fire in the back and they're surrounded by looks like a rock quarry you know and yeah i'm looking at him and he's kind of the sore thumb he's uh he's kind of in the background pulling in ian hill from judas priest he's trying not to be noticed yeah you know meanwhile you know you know the three of them they got the rock god poses going on <laughs> well that's just it yeah. paul gene and eric just scream rock and roll screaming mm -hmm. even though eric's what two feet tall yeah <laughs> you know he's like uh -huh. adamant behind there on the drum set uh -huh. but he's he's just an absolute beast on that kit and then bruce comes in it's like oh yeah bruce is rock and roll but i wanted i would love to talk to bruce just about um the rehearsals the process getting into it but there's I think it's War Machine. And I, I would have to go back and watch the video. I'm pretty sure it's War Machine. There is a screw-up in the guitar solo. Like, he's, nice. he's playing, and then you just hear, like, a Wah! kind of thing. And you kind of see it on his face, but the camera cuts quick. And I just want to ask, like, was that on purpose? Was that an accident? You know, I, I want to know. Because I've always heard it and been like, oh, I don't think that was right. I want to know if anyone else but Aaron noticed. I am sure my buddy Mark did. <laughs> I am right. certain him and I have probably had this conversation because we probably rewound it. Like, do you think he screwed up there? Look at his face. You know. Um, let's see here. So this was, I think this is the album when I remember reading it trying to figure out who's Desmond Child. Oh, shit. Yeah, um, top of my head, he's a songwriter. Well, People yes. go to him, yeah, when they want that hit song and all that. Yeah. And, because he's whatever, he's got the Midas touch when it comes to gold records. And yeah, I know what I did there. And that was intentional. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that was good. That was smooth. <laughs> that was very, very smooth. But yeah. so he's, he's a co-writer on Into the Fire, I've Had Enough, and Heaven's on Fire. And then also Under the Gun. And I mean, those are three killer tracks, right? Mm -hmm. But then Thrills in the Night, I don't know who Jean Bovier is, or 
I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. I'm not going to try again. But that guy, check this out. He ends up playing bass on Get All You Can Take uh, Under the Gun in Thrills of the Night. Huh. I found that hilarious. I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. Wow. It wouldn't be the first time that Gene has come under fire for not actually recording like his stuff. Hasn't this been well, but this a makes thing? sense for this era, right? So and honestly, Gene comes under fire for everything, but if Gene's coming under fire, he's probably manufactured it. Like that that's my favorite thing about Gene Simmons. If you're pissed off about Gene Simmons, it's because he woke up that morning and decided he wanted you to be pissed off, and that's why it's happening. <laughs> right and and i just i love that i i love just sitting back and watching people be like oh i can't believe gene simmons and i'm saying i'm thinking, like i can't believe you still fall for it i re- i cannot believe that anybody who's read any of gene's books because all of us have if you're a crazy kiss fan and how can you fall for it how it's completely manufactured he tells you <laughs> like, he flat out says, yeah, I do this, you know, and people still fall for it. It's yeah, great. If, 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 if the biggest thing on your plate that day is something that Gene Simmons says, like, there's more important things, even, thing. even, with, even within the metal world, the music world, there's more important things than some line that Gene Simmons said in an interview, just like a passing thought. But that's the best part. Even if somebody says what you just said right there, he still did his job. It's genius. I remember the, the, I remember the rock is dead quote. Exactly. Nobody will stop talking about that. It's like, Oh, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that, but he stands by it too. It's pretty cool. I, 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 I just, man, I really am a Gene fanboy, but so I <laughs> know shit. I know, I know. It's it's interesting, but I mean, you know, I I don't think Gene was ever that worried about like oh I have to be the bass player on this or whatever. Um, but at this well, he, time, he still wrote the songs. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, no, and he totally plays did. them live and all that. He just but, wasn't in the studio at times. But well, but here's what was going on. This is when he did the movie Runaway. That's true. Yes, I'm. I don't know why I don't have that in my notes. Yeah, in 1984. Yeah, you know that was. You know, I mean, it was no trick or treat. Well, no, was... no, but but this is when Gene is trying to get into acting, and so he is he is taking more time to do that. And I remember this being a time where you know Paul was like, "Okay, I'm steering this ship myself," um, and was not very thrilled with Gene during during this period. Right. So so that would make sense to me then that okay, Jean, you're here. Here's a bass. Go in here and do it. Go, you go know? do that. Yeah. Here's the yeah. song. Yeah. So it, it it's I don't know, man. It's it's pretty cool to see that to to see that sort of stuff. But let me tell you <laughs> Sorry. Here's, Sorry. No, I can just see him, you know, some some someone has a question for Gene and he's on the phone. It's like Guys, I got Tom Selleck on the other line. Figure it out yourself. <laughs> that's exactly how it went down. That's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, that's good. But so, you know. But we're old, Tom Selleck. Everybody, we're old. everybody loves to give Gene shit. 
And you can give him shit all day long. He's still a great bass player, no matter what anybody says. Yeah. But yeah. the guy who gets too much, too many accolades, in my personal opinion, um, and doesn't take enough shit is Ace Freely. I like, like, yeah. so rock out of the blues. Like, dude, if you heard Ace's new record, I'm like, no. I heard a couple of the early tracks. I don't understand any of the hype. I don't see why anybody's excited. It's tired. I'm over it. And, okay. and everybody's like, oh, he's really I, – I cannot figure out how he still garners that much excitement because it – you know, we all know by now that 70s Ace Freely, our favorite Ace Freely, some of our favorite Ace Freely solos are actually Bob Kulik. No doubt. So it's one of those things where it's like, um, yeah, your favorite stuff on record isn't even Ace. And uh, like I told I told Rock, like, I, I, I lost all respect for Ace and Peter on the Psycho Circus Tour. Okay. Because you know, I, I see him on on the Makeup Reunion tour. It's amazing. It's everything I dreamed of. Holy crap! I'm seeing the original Kiss. This is amazing. They come out. Everything that I wanted to see happened. By the Psycho Circus, I'm like, this is great. This is, they're just going to keep rolling. They're going to get better, you know. And Peter and Ace just look worn out, like. Oh my goodness, I can't take this any longer. They're just so tired. The energy wasn't there. They just couldn't do, pull it off. Gene and Paul, no problem. Like they've they've never quit. But I, I really don't think that Ace and Peter really realize what's it take to keep up with that. And even if you look at um Ace's tour schedules when he does the solo stuff, it's never ever been as uh demanding as a KISS tour schedule. Right, you know, and I just I don't know, like I, I I'm over Ace Freely. I'm over the trash talking. I'm over him being like, oh well, yeah, uh, they kicked me out for this or that. It's like, yeah, they kicked you out because you're fucking lazy and can't do it anymore, dude. Yeah, and I think you know he had demons as oh, well. Yeah, yeah, lots of yeah. demons, but and I mean, just yeah. That's the whole thing. So I'm sure they gave. I'm I'm sure they didn't just walk in. And see Ace doing something illicit one time, and now that's it. You're out of the band. Like it, I'm sure there was a, a pattern, and it started to affect the band and all that. And you know there had to be a change. And you know, I, it's it it still kind of boggles the mind. Although, like, there's been other members of Kiss. For longer than the time that Ace Freely and Peter Chris were in the band. Yeah. You know, the Kiss has just been around for so long. Well, I think Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer have now been in longer. Longer, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying, you know. And it's, but it's hard to believe because when we, when we think Kiss, even to this day, you st like most fans... And I've said this on the show before. I'm sure a vast, vast majority of KISS fans have no idea who Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer are. You know what I mean? Because they just... That KISS to them is 
you know, is Paul, Gene, Ace, and uh, Peter, and yeah. Paul and Mary. <laughs> I see what you did there. That was nice. <laughs> I was smart ass. Yeah. Well, see, and that's, for me, coming up in the 90s, obviously, I always wanted to see the original Kiss. But my Kiss will always be, you know, Paul and Gene, and then Eric uh, Carr and Bruce Kulick. That's my kiss. That will always be my kiss. And that's fair. That's fair, Ball. Yeah, that's like I've kiss. got up team respect for Eric Carr. Like the guy's, you know, gone too soon. Oh yeah. And such a bummer. you know, like he's he's still he's still putting out solo stuff. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they're putting solo stuff out <laughs> for us for a day this year. I, well, I'm, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad somebody is is keeping his memory alive. Right. You know? Right. Cause that's a big deal. Yeah, All right. Yeah, so for sure. this record, you know, revisiting it, it's like, man, it, it was such an influential record. It's the reason I'm sitting here with the bass in my lap right now as we're talking. You know, it just yeah. Forty wow. years of animal eyes. I'm going to throw this to you. Okay. Is this Kiss's first hair metal album? Is Kiss ever been hair metal? You know, like this is this is such a wide open question. Okay. So and you're you're the Kiss entrepreneur entrepreneur. You're the Kiss connoisseur here. So right. like so, I want I want to hear your your thoughts on this. Well, let's let's go to um the discography here. So you've got Creatures of the Night, right? Lick it up, Animalize, and Asylum, and that's from eighty-two to eighty-five. Right. I think all those go like it's still rock. It's still gritty rock, borderline metal with a heavy guitar, sure, and some of the riffing. But but this is still like rock and roll kiss, right? Where we get into hair metal kiss, and I'd be interested to, to see where other people land on this, is in 1987 with Crazy Nights. Definitely. That is one of my least favorite albums. I think it's one of the cheesiest records they've ever put out. Um, and I, I say that as much as, like, I've listened to Crazy Nights again, and I'm like, Okay, as cheesy as some of the guitar sounds are in this, it's still a great song. Like, lyrically, it's probably one of their better lyrical masterpieces. Um, but just Bang Bang You, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I, just there, I mean, I think what Reason to Live was probably like the big single off of this, but as I look at this, I'm like, okay, No, No, No was essentially just trying to recapture Under the Gun. Okay, um, but I just there's nothing on this record. I'm like, eh, whatever. You know, which, sorry. Which record had uh all night? Oh, that's uh, Asylum, and uh, see, okay. that's oh, one of my all time favorite tracks, dude. Oh, oh, okay. I, I, dude, we opened with that. I'm like, I don't care how how immature anybody thinks I am. That is my favorite track on Asylum. It's 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 a good record. It's a good song to play when you're having a couple drinks. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But come on. Are you t- are you telling me, Sylvie, uh, when you what? come home at the end of a day, 
that you can't relate to when you work all day and you don't know why. Uh Uh-huh. There's just one thing that money can't buy. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I, I can totally relate. Because when your body feels starved, feed your appetite, Snowy. If you work all day, you gotta uh, all night. <laughs> That's just blatant. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just like there's no innuendo. There. None. <laughs> None. And honestly, that is probably the moment when Kiss gave up innuendo. Yeah. <laughs> right. And 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 they're the kings of innuendo. I mean, Love Gun. Like somebody yeah. pointed out, they're like yeah. Love Gun. They might as well have just called the record "Cock." Right. Uh-huh. I've heard yeah. people say that, and I never, I never even put that together until I heard that podcast. I'm like, oh my god, it's a song about yeah, a dick. The Love Gun. Even yeah. even on Animalize, I'm gonna put my log in your fireplace. Oh, see, that's another good one. Yep. Even yep. even as a teen, I'm kind of like. I think I know what he's talking about there. Let me be your king bee. I want your hornet's nest. Yeah. Anyway, you slice it. Yeah. Man. But yeah, uh, all night where they're just like, nope, we're just calling it out here. Yeah. And uh, th- that video for uh, all night where they're just, it's so I much I got to go back. I got to go back. And oh, see you, dude, you of all people will love that video. It's like sexy nurses. Oh, Okay. Yeah, that totally yeah. screams you, dude. Just totally. What did what did Penelope Spears Spears say for like when they had she spoke to Gene Simmons in a lingerie shop and oh for kind of the Western Civilization Part Two? Yes, and I, I think that was also during the filming for Runaway, wasn't it? Uh, no, I. Think because I, I don't think Spears did run away, but yeah, it wasn't until like '88 that Decline Two was starting to become a thing. Okay, but yeah, I remember Spears saying in an interview, she asked Gene, "Okay, what's the setting you would like to do the interview in?" And he goes, "Well, nothing tacky." How about we do like a lingerie shop? <laughs> <laughs> and Spears is like, okay, um, sure, nothing tacky, sure, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. So, oh yeah, that's just—it's amazing the little things that the mind remembers. You know, those 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 tiny those tiny little moments. The cover of this album, the jacket. Okay. Oh yeah, and and all it is is just different strips. Okay, like we 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 have a we have a tiger, a tiger pelt, zebra pelt, and a and a, leopard. a leopard or a cheetah pelt. Yeah. Okay, and that's all you see. Yeah. But somehow you slap kiss and the name of this record, and you put it all together. Yeah. This is so sexual. Really? You know? I, yeah. I, okay. I, I see. I I thought more animalistic and tribal, right? Like 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 more like you know caveman kind of thing. <laughs> I would I would not have gone with the sexual reference. Okay, because these are also patterns for underwear and lingerie 
and and all that. So and like I was thirteen when I first saw this and like Kiss, yeah, animalized. Okay, I get it. You know, they're not being blatantly sexual, but that's kind of what they're getting at I with this. And I'm good with that. Put that together. My dad always said, learn something new every day. Well, so here's what's really <laughs> funny. So the the bottom pelt, the tiger, I mm-hmm. um, searched and searched and searched until I could find a bandana with that print. Ah. Oh, and there's got to be a lot out there. Well, I had the, I had the tiger, uh, the bottom tiger, and honestly, the top one could also it could be a zebra or a white tiger, right? It honestly looks more like a white tiger um, okay. versus a zebra. but. I had I had a um, I had an orange uh, tiger stripe bandana and I had the white tiger stripe bandana, and I'm sure at some point I actually did have leopard print underwear. I never I ever too. associated yeah. that. I'm sure Mrs. Snowy you doesn't know. want me to admit this, but yeah, I remember my when we first started dating, she bought me some uh, leopard skin underwear. I'm hoping she also bought you the elephant underwear. That's not. That's. See, it's a whole circus in your pants. Okay. Disclaimer: I have been drinking tonight. I mean, yeah, I'm stone cold sober. Honestly, yeah, it's my only excuse. You sober is me half in the bag. Well, like that. that's true. You are not the first person to tell me that. I will never forget the, the party I was at with a buddy of mine. And by the time we left, and he's just laughing. He's like, dude, every person there wanted to know what you were on and wanted to buy some. <laughs> and he's like, and I had to keep explaining over and over that you were completely sober. <laughs> oh, I've done that. My first uh, Christmas party with my first, the first Christmas at my current Clark Kent job. Yeah. I did karaoke. Okay. And I had like all my coworkers asking my work wife, okay, is he drunk? Like he's karaokeing. And she's like, and this, this was when. I was raising my daughter. She got to the point where I never, like, you know, she was 12. Yeah. From 12 to 18 or so. Like, I never touched a drop. I never wanted my daughter to see me, you know, half in the bag like I saw my dad dealing with his demons. Yeah. Okay. I never wanted her to see me like that. So I wasn't touching a drop until my daughter became of age. But it's like, what is he doing, man? Like he's, he's, you know, I was karaokeing. I was, was, I was doing the cults, Firewoman and Twisted Sisters. Uh, we're not going to take it, you know. It's like, what is he drunk? You know, it's, it's like, my work wife is like, nope, he doesn't drink. He's stone cold sober. And I was the only one, you know, at that party. Include well, my wife was there. She she wasn't drinking either. I was the only one that really wasn't drinking, and I'm the only one that karaoke'd. 
That's hilarious. And I was the only one that was pretty much sober. <laughs> That's because you're a rock and roller at heart, uh, dude. Rock and roll all night and party every day. And partying doesn't have to include alcohol. No. Uh, 100%, dude. Like, yeah. Everything can be a party. You just have to mm-hmm. want it. That's what Andrew W.K. said about his song, Party Hard. He said, not once in that song was alcohol ever mentioned in the lyrics. And I'm like, oh, fuck, he's right. <laughs> you know, not once did he say anything about being drunk. And, you know, because. You Same know, thing you in rock can... and roll night and party every day. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Same no thing. one says. No one says, you know, you have to drop a, a, a drop. You don't need a drop of alcohol to have a party, man. No, for sure. For sure, for sure. So that's, sorry? Sorry, I had to mute and sneeze. Oh. <laughs> so is there anything else about animalize here that you wanted to uh, throw out? Nah, man, I think we've covered it. I well, think we did. Okay, I, I guess there is one thing. Okay. I would like to say that if you look at the Kiss discography, just from 79 to 85, we still got one album every year. Right. And I miss those days. I really do. I miss when every year you could count on a new album from your favorite band. Right. Yes. You know, now we yeah. go years between records. Oh yeah, because well, there was a demand, and you know, all all through the seventies and into the in into the eighties, there was such a demand for quote unquote physical product that you couldn't create it uh, fast enough. Even just radio, dude. Like oh, yeah. everybody wanted new music, something to dance to, something that's going on. Like, and now this day and age, rock and roll, everyone. Wants to hear Queen. Well, I'm sorry, Queen hasn't made, you know, a new song in how many decades? I know. You know, but that's that's kind of what everyone. Yeah. So you're you're absolutely right. Back then, radio was full of fresh new rock and time. and there there still is, but it's like fucking Nickelback and Big Wreck and like. Uh, you know, the radio rock, and I don't mean to be the old man, you know, yelling at a cloud, you know, getting up on my my snowbox. But yeah, radio bands in the 70s and the 80s were just so much better than the radio rock of today. It really is. But Agreed. hey, yeah, yeah. Um, normally I would drop a track here, but I do want to get into an indie spotlight band. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this indie spotlight. Okay, dude, for tonight's Indie Spotlight, if you don't mind, we're going to go to my original hometown. Of course, I, you know, hail from Winnipeg, Manitoba here, but my was I was born in Canada's capital of Ottawa. I was actually 
delivered by the same doctor that delivered our current prime minister, Justin, Justin Trudeau. Well, I don't know he if has that's... a 50% success rate delivering a decent kid. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yes, I am definitely. Yeah, I'd like to bash conservatives and Republicans and all that. But trust me, I am no Justin Trudeau fan. What I am a big fan out of Ottawa, though, is hatred reigns, as in rain and blood. Okay, um, their latest released, Awaken the Ancients, available now. Really cool stuff. So let's get into that. Once again, this is Ottawa's Hatred Reigns with Departing Asheron.
Hatred Reigns dot bandcamp dot com and Facebook dot com slash Hatred Reigns band. Check them out. They're really, really cool stuff. I know the last couple episodes we kind of went into extra innings and all that. And sometimes the indie spotlight kind of suffers and then the next day I wake up and it, you know, it kind of gnaws at me. It's like, ah, we should have squeezed in a band because there's nothing I like more than introducing uh, people to cool new bands. And I think we do that quite well. Well, my friend, uh, another awesome uh, episode and chat into the books. Here, like I said, for the remainder of this year, so many great albums from 1984 that I really think deserve the deep dive like this. So we'll uh, we'll come up with one again soon enough. Um, but uh, in the meantime, how can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, <clears throat> radioactivemetal.org. That's all the episodes past, present, and future. Drop us a line at our email, rapmetal666 at gmail.com. Check us out on our Instagram, rapmetal666, um, at rapmetal666, however fancy we want to be here. Facebook.com slash radmetal. Anywhere you can find a podcast on the internet, you can find us. Mm-hmm. Anywhere. I, I don't even know, do we need to bother talking about the places you can find us? Because we're everywhere. Like, truly. Everywhere, yeah. If you have a podcast aggregator, then which everyone does, then you will find us on there. Yeah, you can even find us on Spotify. And the reason you can find us on Spotify is thanks to the fine folks at the Shining Wizards Network. So if you go to shiningwizardsnetwork.com, you can check out a whole host of fun podcasts. We're there. Um, and our sister podcast, A Wrestling Night in Canada, with their turnbuckle talk, I mm. learned about today. Get ready <laughs> for the rock episode. They're going to talk about rock. Uh huh. That's all we're going to say. Just go check it mm-hmm. out. It will be worth your time. I helped write it. I'm a wrestling writer now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Of course, that, that would make you a booker. Damn it! That's that's what you call them. I th- I would think from a booker, I'd be like booking the the show. Well, they, yeah, a writer booker. It's in no, rest, writer, in pro, writer's different. Pro, if pro I'm writing it, I'm writing the show. Like I'm writing the writing. Uh-huh. Like, hey, at this point, you're gonna pick this guy up, give him a suplex, and then you're gonna jump up on the top turnbuckle uh, and fly. Yeah. It's never it's never that detailed. Oh, it's never always that, that detail. That, that detail. But it's yeah, a writer, Booker, it it it's all the same. Booker T and the MGs, totally. The I same. was going to say, and there is a legendary pro wrestler named Booker T. Is there? There is. Wow. There is. And yeah. there's Booker T and the MGs. Wouldn't it be great there if is. he was the same guy? Ah, uh, no. It'd be no, great because that know... means he would have been smashing him off his organ. <laughs> Take that however you want. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, no. The very first match I ever saw introducing Booker T, the wrestler, I was like, "Hey, wait a minute. Hmm, wonder where he got that name from." But 
Yeah, yeah. To uh, get us on out of here, Chilean Thrasher's Critical Defiance. They're really, uh, they're really making a name and shaking things up and and all that. So I figured that would be a good track to go out on. The title track from their latest release, Search Won't Fall. Let's go with that. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a I'm Not an Animal episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.